Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the All-Star AD on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with this week's All-Star. But first, we want to give a shout out to our partners, the global community of women in high school sports. We coach the Florida Coaches Coalition and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Uh, check out these four great organizations. Add them to your network. And now, don't fast forward. Stick around for just three minutes as we hear our uh, podcast sponsorship shout outs. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors typically only hear from that 2%, that squeaky wheel parent or a frustrated athlete. And we need to hear from them so we can affect positive change in our program. But you also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support your program. And that's where athletic surveys comes in. They can create a custom survey for your school that'll help you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. So go to athleticsurveys.com and get started today. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile apps. Uh, they've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. To take the next steps and talk to someone who gets it, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their boards in action. They not only generate income for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and get started today. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown Ticketing will show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, not just for athletic events, but things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're also going to set you up with a dedicated client success manager that provides hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. You'll find it all at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. We'd like to thank Huddle for their support. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your school, your teams, your coaches, and your athletes the tools that they need to succeed at the highest level. It's going to be a professional-grade solution for the challenges that all athletic directors face. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Go to Huddle.com. Join the 6 million users. Find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We'd like to thank Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channel. 
You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any experience. Mention our podcast, use our code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and find out how athletic directors can help their school using their platforms such as Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course, Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We used it at our school with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anyone else offers that. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. And we want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that's going to allow you to tell more compelling stories and better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of the All-Star AD here on the Educational AD Podcast. This is our series featuring 10 great Florida athletic directors, all of them women, uh, but they're sharing their perspectives, their view on challenges that all athletic directors get to deal with. Our, our guest today is Mel Gables. Uh, she's back for her second installment. Mel's a good friend. She's also the director of athletics at Davenport High School here in uh, Central Florida. Uh, Davenport is in its second year of existence. You know, Mel uh, was there as the startup AD, and now they're uh, entering uh, their second year. And I think, Mel, you're going to talk about what you're calling Chapter 2. Uh, welcome back to All-Star AD. Thank you, Jake. Thanks so much for having me back. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to share a little bit of perspective on Chapter 2. You know, uh, Chapter 1 was full of challenges and, and adversity and putting together a staff and ordering everything that you could think of, to be honest with you, and a lot of things that I didn't think of that I should have ordered. Chapter two was so much more uh, smoother as far as putting systems into place. You know, the first year when you're talking about how to order stuff for your coaches and how these things need to be done, the policies and the procedures that you want to set forth as an athletic director, chapter two has kind of been spent refining those procedures. And I think sometimes that is often overlooked um, when you are uh, in a position of administration or quasi-administrator uh, as athletic uh, directors are sometimes. You know, you could put policies into place, but if you only look at those certain policies and, and you don't ever revise or change those, you can get stuck in a rut. You can get stuck in a hole, to be honest with you, to where uh, you're not succeeding because you're unwilling to change as an AD. And I think that's important for athletic directors to be able to have some flexibility in their thought process. Now, with that being said, that's not always an easy task because uh, as athletic directors, we want to be able to show what we know, how we know it, 
And that's not often always on the same page as some of your coaches. You know, they, they see their role as this and you see their role as something different. And so when you're trying to put in these policies and procedures, you often sometimes get a lot of kickback. So chapter one was spent uh, implementing some policies and over the summer, moving into chapter two, I decided to tweak a few things, change a few things. Uh, did, unfortunately, we make some coaching changes, you know, and, and, and that happens as part, as, uh, as part of an athletic director. And I think oftentimes women are not always viewed as, have it, as having that capability of having that flexibility. You know, they, they think sometimes that women are too emotional to run things or, you know, they, they always say that women are emotional, to be honest with you. And, and, and uh, if you consider passionate emotion, okay, then you can call me emotional. But you also, in the same vein, better call me knowledgeable, you know, so and I think that's often overlooked in women in leadership positions to where they feel like, well, she's just a woman she doesn't know. And I guarantee you, if you interviewed 100 female ADs, I'm going to say 80 percent of them have had at least one or more encounters uh, of where that they were challenged because that they were a woman. And I think that topic is often overlooked simply because it could be a little controversial. It could be a little sensitive. Um, and there's a lot of pressure as a female athletic director to make sure that you know more than your male ca counterparts. And um, an example of that would be, uh, let's, we just started flag football right here in Polk County. This is our first year for flag football and the surrounding counties have it. So, you know, we have new, um, new coaches, we have new athletes bringing into this and it's been a phenomenal addition, I think in Polk County I see a lot of success. I see a lot of uh, excitement about it. A lot of people come to the games. I mean, it's just, it's a new sport and it's creating a lot of buzz here. What you don't see is a lot of female coaches coaching because it's usually a typically a male football coach. Uh, fortunately, I, have a, I, I do have a male coach coaching for us who has a wealth of knowledge about flag football. However, I did not know very much about flag football, even though I'm a female. So, you know, I have to ask questions. I have to, like, why are we doing this? Why is this going on? Why is the ball placed to here? How do you get three points instead of two points? And my point being for that, as a female athletic director, you're expected, in my opinion, to know everything about everything. Whereas a male athletic director, you don't really see them knowing about how to do a backhand spring or how to do this or whatever. Um, and I don't want to be stereotypical, but it just seems to be accepted that men always know everything and women are going to have to do the research. And I don't know if, they, if, if, if it's coming out the way I want it to, to come out, but it is important that we are viewed in the same vein as a male athletic director that, yeah, we can know football, we can know baseball, we can know track, we can know everything that a male knows, and we can also have uh, the weatherall to run an athletic program. And you know, I'd be curious to know, and, 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 I, and I should have looked up the stat before I, before I uh, came on to see how many female athletic directors we have at the high school level in the state of Florida. Because when I go to the FIAAA and the FACA conferences, it is predominantly a male-dominated uh, career pattern. And I think, uh, I think that uh, should change because I think it's important for our female athletes to see women in power uh, in, in administrative positions in the field of athletics. It's not just for the old football coaches and, you know, no, 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 no offense uh, to you. Cause I know you're a foot, you know, you were a football coach to be moved up that ladder into administration. 
here. Jake, you're there's, muted. A, there's another okay. example of me not unmuting myself. Um, <laughs> now, Mel, obviously, you know, you, you, you bring up, uh, you know, the, whether it's the elephant in the room or, or whatever, you know, there's no question it's, it's still, you know, a male dominated profession. Have we gotten better in the last 20 years? Of course we've gotten better. Are we anywhere near where we need to be? No. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's keep the discussion going. Let's keep it going. You know, you bring up a great point about flag football uh, for girls. Uh, it's taken off tremendously here in Florida and in other States. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Most of the coaches, I remember reading an article because where I was up in the panhandle, it's huge. And okay. there were a couple of women coaches that had come out of, of, of the sport. You know, they played the sport in high school. Um, I don't know if they played at college, but you know, they knew the rules, the techniques, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And they had some real good teams there. So uh, I, I think, um, you know, we're going to see that in the coming years. We better see it, you know, with, with ADs like, you know, let's say us that are right. looking to uh, add to, uh, their coaching staff as, as young women come up the ranks. Uh, and it, it's going to take a while, obviously, because the sport is young, but, you know, let's get some women uh, that played the game uh, back coaching, just like we do for all of our other sports. Um, so I, I'm going to think that, you know, you want your teams to, to have the best coach, you know, man, woman, black, white, but obviously we want to make sure Let's make sure that we're, you know, doing our due diligence in the the DEI areas, and and when those opportunities are there, and we've got a qualified candidate, you know, it's our job to put them out there. Um, you know, you talk about chapter two a little bit. How has that been for you? It, it's tough for any coach, any school, any AD to hire quality coaches. Um, mm -hmm. How has that been for you trying to put, you know, those very best people? in the right positions? You know, it's, it's been a challenge and, and, you know, I come from a, from a coaching background where um, I actually have coached golf, basketball, softball, volleyball. So I've done a, you know, a little bit of everything and, you know, and it's important that when I go to the practices and I'm looking and I'm watching these coaches that I don't insert my coaching style. You know, and, and that and that's that's a little that's a little difficult for me because I'm a yeller, I'm an encourager, um, positive reinforcement. You know, I mean, and I'm just really big. And some of my coaches are a little, they're laid back. So that's an area of growth um, that I am still going through. And this is my 25th, I believe, year in education. So you know, and, and that's part of it's just part of growing as a professional um, is to be able to figure out how to coach your coaches. And, and how to help them coach their athletes. So in chapter two, you know, I, I've, I've changed some of my policies and, you know, because I'm willing to grow. And I think that's important for anyone who wants to be successful at whatever that they do, that they understand that they don't know everything, even though sometimes we think we know everything, but there's always another perspective. And one of the biggest things that I've had to learn how to do is to, uh, I don't want to say always say, uh, well, I'm right, because technically I usually do say that I'm right a lot. Um, I usually say I'm, I'm not willing to make a bet unless I know I'm correct. So if I ever say, Jake, you want to make a bet, you better not bet me because I have gotten this one nailed down. But my point being to that story, sorry, that was a sidetrack, is just to go look across on the table when you're talking with your administrators, especially in chapter two, because, you know, the first year we have everybody wants to come to a new school. It's going to be a new experience. 
and then they get here and they're like, oh, I really love it. Or you know what? I'm going to go back to my old school or I'm going to move. And so you have changes that you have to deal with that are not necessarily changes that you wanted. So you bring in other people to try to fill in these holes, uh, whether it's in the educational setting as a teacher or whether it's a coaching staff or coaching change, you know, and, and chapter two that we we only have one head coach that's off campus. All of my other head coaches are on campus. Oh, excuse me, we have two that are off campus. I forgot about one of the coaches. She's a cheerleading coach, but I see her all the time. So I feel like she's here. Um, but we, that was one of our goals as an administrator when I, when, I, when I took the job was to have all of our head coaches on staff because I think that is so important to be able to go to that coach and have a conversation, good, bad, and different right then and there with every situation, you know, text, email, that stuff can get lost in translation. So one of the big differences in chapter two is being able to have more conversations with on-campus coaches and giving them more responsibility um, to run their program. Um, I really am not a big micromanager. And I always tell my coaches, if, if, if I'm having to come to you for a lot of things, then we need to have a discussion because chapter two means these are things we saw in chapter one that didn't work. Chapter two is now let's refine the things that did work and keep pushing that forward. And that's kind of been our big push this year is to take what did not go so well last year. Let me tweak it. Let me figure out how to fix it and then keep it moving forward. So, you know, I'm already thinking chapter three, I've already got some things going on. I'm like, okay, this year, now we're going to be able to do this because we are such a new school. It, it is difficult to uh, get everything in place all at once. And so, you know, it's when you're going up against schools that have been here since the fifties, the sixties, you know, in our county, you're going up against schools that have had a long-standing tradition of commitment, of winning, of all these things. And here you are, this new school, although it's an incredibly beautiful school, absolute outstanding facilities, it's not the same as being at a school that you've been at 20 years or 30 years or something like that. So it has its wonderful moments, and I'm excited to be part of Chapter 2, and I can't wait for Chapter 3, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be a part of a couple of startup schools, you know, smaller private schools, but you're absolutely right. It's just so exciting. It's so cool to help start those traditions mm -hmm. that, you know, now looking back years later, you know, you can say, hey, you know, I was there. I helped a little bit. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Mel, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain uh, more about how to do things at Davenport and, and maybe specifically on some chapter two things, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? The best way is through email. It's uh, mel.gables at polk-fl.net. So that's mel.gables, G-A-B-L-E-S, at polk-fl.net. Okay. Mel Gables, Davenport High School. Thanks so much for sharing on uh, this segment of All-Star AD and all the best with uh, Spring Sports. All right. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. For listeners, uh, we do this every week and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back next Thursday for another segment of All-Star AD and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed that segment of All-Star AD. Remember, these are going to be going into a standalone book featuring all 10 ADs in each of their three segments for a total of 30 chapters. That book's going to be coming out 
probably uh, around the end of August, 1st of September, 2023. So look for that on Amazon. Uh, in the meantime, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you bring your um, uh, data from your parents and your student athletes to the forefront so you can use that information to help make your program better. Athleticsurveys.com. We want to thank Gipper. Start creating custom content for your school social media channel on gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. You'll get a nice discount. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Do I need to say anything more? Go to hometownticketing.com for more information. Uh, we want to say thanks to Huddle. As a football coach, I used Huddle. As an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. So go to huddle.com, join the 6 million users, and turn your school into a Huddle school. We want to thank Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms. We use Snap Raise. Uh, they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million, and they'll even give you your money before you start your fundraiser. Tell me of another fundraising platform that does that. Final Forms, the official registration platform for the FIAAA in many state conferences. They can also help you as an athletic director. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake to get started. And vitalsignswalloffame.com. Uh, they will help you bring your school's legacy to life with a Wall of Fame touchscreen console. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake. Thanks again for listening to this segment of All-Star AD. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Music.